0: The Gospel reading this morning is from the book of Mark, chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, For what will it profit them to gain the whole world but to forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in the adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Do we have any four-year-olds in the congregation this morning? Four or five, maybe? (laughs) How old are you? Are you five? All right, good. This story is for you. You ready? (laughs) There was a nine-year-old girl whose five-year-old brother was just starting school. And she gave him some really good advice. She warned him, don't ever learn to spell cat. Why not? Little brother asked her. And she said, once you do that, they just keep giving you harder words.
2: Did you ever wonder... What happened to all those people that followed Jesus? Jesus was the greatest teacher that the world had ever known. He performed unbelievable healings and other miracles that no one had ever seen before. Thousands and thousands of people flocked to Galilee to see him and hear him, to touch him, and just be near him. But by the time he was arrested and tried and sentenced to death, he only had a few dozen supporters left. Did you ever wonder why more people didn't follow him? We want to suggest some reasons why.
1: First of all, Jesus demanded that people be willing to change. And as we've said a couple times since we've been here, most people really don't like change. There was an article in the newspapers about a British husband who left his wife after 38 years of marriage because he could not stand the way that his wife kept obsessively moving furniture. John filed for divorce, complaining that he was sick and tired of his wife Pauline shifting chairs, tables, the television, anything not nailed down to the floor every single day. He'd come home, he wouldn't know where to sit. Moving furniture is just something I always did and always will do, Pauline says. I suppose everybody has their little obsession. Guess that might be termed a little obsession, changing around the furniture every day. And I suspect that it would probably that much change would probably bug me after a while too.
2: In fact, Pauline's obsession is quite unusual. Most people are quite resistant to change, particularly in today's rapidly changing world. Most people find change rather scary. What about you? Are you ready to rearrange your life in order to follow Jesus? Are you willing to give up all your comfortable habits, all those familiar daily rituals, if that's what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus? Now, let's be clear. Jesus loves you just the way you are. He forgives all your faults and failures. He understands all your weaknesses, but he wants more for you. He wants better for you. He wants you to grow into the person God created you to be. You're here for a reason. Jesus wants you to be his disciple.
1: Discipleship is demanding. A husband and his wife were having an argument about who should make the coffee each morning. The argument went like this.
2: You should do it. You get up first, and then we would have the coffee earlier in the morning. No, you're in charge of cooking around here. You should do it. That's your job. Besides, the man is the head of the household. No, you should do it. Because it says in the Bible that the man should make the coffee.
1: I don't believe that. Show me.
2: Right here. In the New Testament, he brews. (laughs) Discipleship, of course, is a lot more than just being the one who gets up to make the morning coffee. Discipleship means giving your life in loving service to others. Jesus told people that in his plan, those who want to save their lives must lose them. They must take up their crosses and follow him. The people of Jesus' day knew what he meant. The Roman cross was an instrument of cruel and horrible death. Jesus expected his followers to be willing to die for others because discipleship is so demanding. We Christians have to develop a whole new way of being church. If we don't want Jesus to be ashamed of us, we must become more than members. We must become disciples.
1: In his book, Power Surge, Reverend Michael Foss tells about the regional director of a global missions department of a major Protestant denomination. He doesn't say which one. This regional director went to visit communist China. And while he was there, he was amazed to discover that his denomination had vibrant, active, growing churches in China that he knew nothing about. All of the church's missionaries had been expelled when the communists came to power in 1949. Believers had been persecuted, forced to worship in secret. The church in China had been unable to maintain contact with the outside world. But amazingly enough, the church had thrived in the face of isolation and great oppression. So, how was this possible? The mission director discovered that, unlike this church and most American churches, that church in China required an intense two year course before anyone could become a church member. Church wasn't interested in bringing in lots of new church members. In their time of crisis, they needed disciples. The mission director asked if he, an ordained minister, would be accepted in their church by transferring his membership, and they said no. We've worked too hard to earn the trust of the people here. We can't afford to weaken the community that God has given us, by letting anyone join without teaching them what our faith means and how it is to be lived.
2: Are you a member of the church or a disciple of Jesus? Are you willing to save your life by losing it, to deny yourself and take up your cross to follow Jesus? In this church, you have opportunities to live out your faith, To reach out to others and to be disciples. Today, let's start taking a good, honest look at ourselves. Let's start asking ourselves how is God calling me to live as a disciple? Where is God calling me to serve? Who is God calling me to love? We are here for a reason. Can you look at that cross? Knowing that Jesus died for you, can you take up your cross and follow him? Amen.